FGC Hollywood. Stay classy. Here's the thing, guys. You need one. You need one straight edge person and one degenerate on all your podcasts. Damn, they're coming I after you. I saw the lights. I know, right? <laughs> God damn. So I live in a, the reason why my apartment costs like 500 a month because it's like right next to MCC and it's on 19th Street, which is just 100% pure like crime happens nearby oh, sure. all the time. It's in like one of those like poverty areas yep. i won't say where i live okay so good you don't have to bleep it out yeah last time i, I had to bleep it out i had to use the <laughs> <laughs> I, heard that on the... I watched that podcast and i was like oh that's interesting to hear that ladies and gentlemen here we are episode 53 of fgc hollywood a fighting game podcast welcome back everybody we're live my name is max splicer i'm joined as always by Broken Wing, my friend, how are you doing on this lovely Thursday night, Central Time, almost eight o'clock? Too bad, honestly. I have, uh, I'm sore again, like I said before during the pre-show, mm -hmm. because I've been playing with this thing. I'll show everybody. <clears throat> Not only playing, this. you've been pro streaming. <laughs> yeah, I've been pro streaming with this thing mm -hmm. called a uh, Oculus uh, Quest Two. This is so. This is the version two after the rift. Yes, after okay. the rift. It's a so there was the quest. So there was the rift. There was the quest, which allowed you to no longer needed like cameras all over because oh, that's right. I remember. System. Yeah, I remember. You used to do that. I swallowed water wrong. It's okay. Now, I mean, hey, sometimes that happens. Wrong pipe. Yeah, I know. And now this one is the quest two. And as you can see, hold on, I'll try to put it on the, the cameras right here. So for the people the that are listening, right yeah, let me try to describe right this thing. So um, it's a white thing. You'll honestly, people will just have to Google the Oculus Quest 2 because I don't even know how to describe this thing. It looks like a weird visor that Cyclops would wear in a alternate universe of the X-Men. <laughs> That's the best yep. way I can describe that thing. And for people who are watching the stream on YouTube and all that, you'll probably saw that there's a ca black cable right here, and you're like, "Wait a second! If it's a, if it's the Quest Two, why do you have a cable attached to it? Why do you need a cable?" Well, you see, this long ass cable is designed to connect to my computer, and because it's connected to my computer, I don't have to waste by, um, I don't have to waste space on my VR headset to play games that are VR. I can literally waste my computer space for that and play Steam games. So if there's a game on Steam that's not on the Quest, I could play it like that. Very nice. Very nice. Yep. We'll, so. get, to, we'll get to our game that we're playing here in a bit. Uh, before we get that, there's a little bit of housekeeping I want to get to. Uh, first, this is a back-to-back -back weeks that we're recording, first time since February. So we went on a bi-weekly schedule. We found out that that is sometimes a little too much and sometimes a little not enough. So... Here we are back to weekly, rather three shows a month. So uh, first time since February. We're, this is like mid-May, so it's nice and to be back. funny enough, next week we're going to have a lot of news. Yes, yes. You know, you know... And not just that, but like, I think that maybe even the week after that we might have a lot of news because I know Combo Breaker registration is closed. Mm -hmm. And I know this. Fun fact, I have a friend... Who she's not going to be at Combo Breaker, but she's TOing for Combo Breaker. Okay. And she was pissed off because she was like, Oh, you're going to Combo Breaker? I didn't see your name at, on the list. And I was like, Yeah, I didn't sign up for Blaze Blue. She's like, Oh, you didn't sign up for Blaze Blue, huh? 
Because if you did now, I'd actually have you fight Lord Knight. And I was like, yeah, good thing I didn't sign up for Blaze Blue, huh? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be seated against freaking Lord Knight. That'd be you cool, though. Die? You, that's a story to tell, though. Hey, my first round match was against LK. That'd be cool. <laughs> Pro- probably Rusty LK, too, because when's the last time LK has played Blaze Blue? I, I told her, I was like, if you're going to do seeding like that, you might as well seed me against Bojack, because Bojack's been playing BB Tag. Mm. So his brain is frazzled. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's a fighting gonna game is. <laughs> he's going to be playing Asriel. He's going to be like, wait a second, why are my combos not going out? Where's my auto dash? <laughs> Where's my auto combo? <laughs> be like, haha, I got him, coach. Mm-hmm. The fields are even now. Yeah, so this is... I guess and no, I... I'm not going to say who her name is because that is illegal to see like that. And so therefore, mm. out of respect for friendship, I will not say who it is. Well, she didn't really do it, but I get it. Yeah, um, she didn't really do it anyways, but yeah, still. Um, I just realized now that you're talking about Combo Breaker and all this, I didn't put this in the show notes, but um, actually, so uh, no podcast next week, I don't believe, because... Uh, I'm going to go see friends, so I'm actually mm-hmm. going down to Omaha. I don't know. We might do a podcast. We'll see how it works out. I, I might go Thursday. I might go Friday. So we'll we'll see how how that schedule works out. But uh, I'm going to go see friends down there, or I guess up there in Omaha, and uh, just for the weekend, we'll probably play some fighting games. So we'll keep you updated on that in our Discord. Um, but yeah, that just reminded me. So because we were supposed to go to Combo Breaker, we decided to skip Combo Breaker due to, you know, COVID and all that. It's the first event. So uh, we'll probably go next year. But yeah, so I'm going to go see friends next week. So we'll see if we have a podcast. But um, good thing you reminded me because I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Um, other housekeeping notes. I fixed some settings on the YouTube stream. So people that are watching our streams for the podcast live, hopefully they're having a better experience than the first one. Uh, just a reminder that so we are live streaming the podcast now. We have been for a while, but we moved from Twitch to YouTube because um, I am no longer a pro streamer. I am a pro YouTuber. And we talked all about it on episode 52. So that's just one thing. Hopefully I fixed the issues that we had last time. And Don't worry, folks. If you guys want to watch a pro streamer and a pro YouTuber, <laughs> you can go to my channel. There you go. Because I am doing both. You talked about that. And... Uh, it doesn't seem as complicated as, as what I thought in my head, but I don't know why I thought it would be that complicated. I'm sure they people made stuff the website to literally does it for you. Exactly, the yeah. The website so. literally does it for you. All I have to do on my OBS is just hit start stream, and it's done. And I was like, yeah. wow, it's this easy? Beautiful. I thought I had to like set up a thumbnail and all that. No, it, it's yeah, it's easy. We talked about it on the pre-show stuff, but um, I'm not really interested in going back to Twitch. Uh, it's just I don't really feel that it's home for me. Not that YouTube is, you know, a place I really call home, but it's it's just where I'd rather be. And for now, focusing on one platform is just simple, easy, and that's all there is to it. Uh, last thing before we get to uh, other other stuff, uh, appreciate Discord and Patreon. They really helped us out this week. So. You know what I was going to say? You said, hey, next week is going to be busy with news. The week after that might be busy with news. It was nice to have two weeks there where we could just talk about things. Yeah, talk about things that we don't get to talk about all the time because we run out of time as far as by the time we get to the list of news, we uh, don't have time for topic of the week. So it was cool to get uh, feedback from or rather it was obviously it was cool to get questions and everything from Discord and Patreon this week, but uh, even last week to talk about stuff that has been, you know, 
we rolled back a bunch of topic of the weeks when we had all that news. It was nice to get back Zio, to it. Zio's question of the year was like what six weeks in the making. More, more, yeah. So that was well, that was rolled back just because I didn't really want to, you know, read all that. And you saw, I mean, I I struggled through it. That was like a lot for like four thousand words. Plus, he couldn't really type well, so. Um, I had to put like a bunch of comments I, and stuff. I told you, I told you, I was like, I'll read this and then you yeah. can read the rest of the questions. I gave you the, it's okay. I gave you the- we got through it. We got through it. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, just appreciate discord. Appreciate Patreon. They support us, um, uh, every week and they've been, been with us for the long haul. So just wanted to shout them out in the beginning of the show. Uh, one last thing broken. I don't know if you noticed. My vibe is a little down this week. I've had like a really um, kind of like a rough week at work, so I'm really tired <laughs> physically mostly. So you want to know something funny? I just I I had a struggle getting up from today. I was like <laughs> oh, on the bed all day, and like oh, as man. soon as I woke up at like six like, from the the second nap, I was like, okay. I got to get out this bed or else I'm going to be stuck here all day mm-hmm. again. So, yeah, I, I feel your pain. I've been having uh, some a slump as well. But that's, yes. that, that's a different thing. I, I also just am mad because now I got a message that says, hey, you got to go pick up your medication for uh, for your surgery tomorrow. I'm getting dental work done. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, that's always fun. Ugh. Yeah. To be fair. So right here, there is a big ass hole. There was like a big ass hole, so where the tooth is, it used to look like this, like there was like a actual like hole right there. Right. They filled it, so now they they did three teeth. They did three teeth. They did this one, this one, and this one. So I think they're gonna do the rest of the fillings. Okay. Good luck. So yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's always fun. Um. So yeah. So I'm a little down. I'm obviously, you know, I'll try to do the best on my podcast on the podcast and uh, talk about fighting games and all that. By the way, I got some feedback, which was kind of ironic. Uh, There's a guy or a girl, somebody on the internet said, uh, hey, you talk too much. I was like, it's a podcast. What am I supposed to do? Not talk? I talk way more than you. <laughs> so I don't want to know what they want to say about me, because if I if you talk too much, what am I doing? I'm always I, talking. I don't know. That was a weird comment. It's a podcast. I mean, do I not? Do you just want me to sit here in silence and just the point of a podcast <laughs> is to listen to the the guys say words. I don't know. That was a weird comment. I've gotten, you know, people have called me a lot of things over the years, and they've complained about a lot of stuff that I've done or have said. Uh, that was the first one where I was like, hey, you talk too much. It's like, that's literally the medium. <laughs> what do you want? Do you want us? Do you want to just watch the screen for like three minutes of silence? I mean, I guess. Oh, well. So let's talk about your week then. Yes, Besides I don't, the fact that I, it's, I just, it's hot as hell. yes, that's really the only item that I kind of put on here. It's been, that's why my week's been really rough. It's gotten hotter every day this week and like not even just hot, but like humid hot. So like I feel the energy seeping out of my body and tomorrow's Friday. I cannot wait. It's going to be the longest day of the week. It's going to be hot tomorrow too. So I'm just waiting for this weekend to chill. I'm sure down there in Texas, you guys are probably experiencing the same thing. You want to know what the worst part is? What? So my car is a black. Ooh, that's nine, bad. That's bad. And I don't have AC. Oh and my man. windows, my windows only go down on the the passenger side, not like the the front two sides. So the only ones that work are the ones in the back. <laughs> that sucks, dude. <laughs> so like, if it rains, 
I'm screwed because whoops, didn't protect myself from the rain. Mm -hmm. But if it doesn't rain and I keep my windows up from the rain, I go into my car and it's an oven and I'm just like, I'm dying in here. Yeah. And so this Friday we're my, I gave my mother an ultimatum. My, my brother, little brother's friend and my little sister's friend, they both have like two different friends, but they're both based off the same parents. The dad is a mechanic. And so I told my mom, I was like, look, we need to get, we need to get that guy to look at the car. And she says, okay, if he doesn't talk to us by Friday, then we're going to send you to a mechanic to get this fixed. Cause like, it is bad. The AC or the windows? The AC is more important. Yeah, of course. I could care less about the windows. Because yeah. honestly, when I go to a drive-thru, all I could do is just open a door and be like, hey, thank you. <laughs> but like, right. when I go, when I drive, like I don't want to drive in an oven, you know? Mm -hmm. Dangerous. So the man. AC is more important to me than the window. Yeah. That's, that's really been my week. Just, you know, boiling out there. It's hot. And yeah. That's it. I'm also looking for a job, but um, I have a job in mind. I just need to talk to my old, my old uh, job, like boss, to get a reference. Okay, yeah. Are you still thinking Although about doing the? Are you still I, thinking about doing the bartending thing? Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. Although I could technically ask you to be a reference too, as well. Hey, man, sure. Yeah. I work for you, so therefore, technically, <laughs> in, a, in a way, just, <laughs> in a way, I could just say, hey. Yeah, this give him my number. Why not? I'll, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll be like, hey, he's great. He's great on a mic. <laughs> <laughs> he's great at entertaining, which is yeah. technically like half a bartender's mm -hmm. job. Put him at coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why not? Um, so, yeah, that's been our week. Not two weeks, but just one week. Uh, and then we've been playing some stuff. So I just put here, man, I love indies. So last week I talked about the fact that I played Journey and I was like, listen, this is a pretty unique experience. I had fun. And is it is it like one of the greatest games of all time? No, but I appreciate it for what it was. I love the fact that it respected my time and it was only like, you know, an hour and a half or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. So that was great. And then, you know, I talked about it on the podcast and I think in Discord as well. And uh, shout-outs to FoKO. He was like, hey, man, if you like these type of games, try Gris. And I played Gris, and I was like, this is... That was great. I, it took me, like, five hours to beat. I thought it was uh, really fun. I love those type of unique experiences. And then right after Gris, I played Limbo. Limbo was great. Limbo, I, Yeah, I love these indie games. I was seeing that in Discord. I love shorter games that have some sort of impact because they really respect your time. They are fun, they leave a mark, and they, even if you don't, they don't have any, like, replayability or anything like that, they leave enough of an impact through the first playthrough that that is worth my money. Like, I don't need a game to be 30 hours, 40 hours to really enjoy it, quote-unquote, get my money's worth. I just mm -hmm. played three games, less than 10 hours total, and I, I am happy. So I love... Indie games, they're so fun. The next one on my list is Inside. I can't wait to play that. So, indie games you know, are sick. Actually, speaking of another game, have you tried Valhalla? Yes, yes, I've I've tried Valhalla. I have. I only got through chapter one, and then I dropped it. I forgot what happened. Uh, but I do. It's it's pretty endearing. I want to go back to it eventually. But uh, another game that you might want to try out that's like Valhalla is called Necro Barista. Okay. So what Necrobarista is, it's like Valhalla where it's in a bar, mm -hmm. but 
it's in a bar where people like you're a necromancer, right? So you'll have mm-hmm. like dead people that come in and it's it's basically that. So you 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 get the nice little story about, you know, what happened in their life and all that. It's I'm not going to spoil it, but I would highly suggest getting that too because it's also another good like story-based game that's very, you know, it's also an indie developer, so you 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 get your money's worth and all that. So yeah, there's, again, another great game. There's something really special, at least to me, about games that don't have either a lot of dialogue or don't have the traditional model of telling a story. Like Gris doesn't have a single line of text of, uh, in the game outside of the word Gris, and the story is, in my opinion, pretty profound. It was a little hard to get into in the beginning because I didn't really know what I was jumping into. It literally just drops you into a place and you just start walking and exploring. And I, I didn't really understand what was going on, but there was a lot of symbolism and eventually the pieces come together and you f- figure out what the puzzle actually means. And it was just a really fun, kind of like a puzzle platformer, really unique, colorful, great music. And then the story was obviously really good. Limbo, same thing. Limbo, I think is open-ended in the fact that you can play it and you can figure out what the story is based on what you believe it is. I don't think it has an actual narrative, but for what it was, I really enjoyed playing it. It's again, puzzle platformer, really atmospheric with as far as like how it actually portrays where you're at. And uh, that's obviously seems to be in the name limbo. So yeah, that I just think those experiences are much more valuable to me than you know, no no offense to Hollywood. I know they're big fans of JRPGs and these long experiences like, you know, 60-hour games, 100-hour games. I, I'll i trade all those types of games for these because they're just, to me, they're they're really diamonds in a rough, so I, I enjoy them. Um, yeah, the next one I want to play is Inside, which is also made by Playdead, uh, same people that made Limbo, so I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Other things I, I was playing... Made Inside. After, after, after Limbo, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, the other thing that I was playing was uh, Tekken 7. Shout outs to Coffee and Combos. Uh, I joined their Discord a little while back. They play Tekken 7 a lot on there. I will say, um, as good as Tekken 7 is, the netcode is, is atrocious. Even when it's playable, it's not really playable. It's so sad because the game is really good. I really enjoy the game, but every time I go online, I'm like, man, this is worse than Persona 4 in Ultimax, which is... Amazing to me because Persona has garbage netcode, like under night level netcode. And I, I just find that it's almost smoother, at least in my experience, playing Persona online than it is Tekken, which technically has three, whatever that means. So it's just sad. Tekken's a great game, but the netcode has to improve. I really hope they do something about it in Tekken 8 because, man, this is not... This can't be the future, because if this is the future, man, I don't know if I can play Tekken 8 like that. I'll you know, I'll become an absorbed netcode virtual fighter player, man. I, I can't do it. <laughs> Absorb the netcode. <laughs> Absorb the netcode. Uh, what have you been playing? Um, so ever since I got to VR, I've been playing um, some VR games on stream. So if you want to check out, there's a, there are, what is it? Archives on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Archives on YouTube. Um, I could tell you, I played Rec Room. I played uh, VR Chat. I played. um, You meet anybody interesting in VR Chat? Not really. No DGens? No Weebs? No no DGens yet. No. They'll come. I played 
I played Beat Saber. That's a popular one. Yeah, I played this game called Pistol Whip, which is also a popular one. It's in it's another musical game where right. like enemies come in based off the beat of the song and you have to shoot them and like bullets will come. So my sides right now I have discovered you you never really notice whenever you have muscles where you are until you start using them. And uh yeah, again, these right here the waist including my ribs right R- ribs here, waist like my yeah. bottom ribs are in pain. I'm just like, ow, it hurts. It sounds like you were doing a lot of like torquing and twisting around the, like the midsection, lower body. Yeah, because again, the way you play pistol whip is that bullets will fly. And you have to protect your head from the bullets. So you're just constantly dodging around left, right, up, down, and center. And, have you uh, played Super Hot, by the way? I have played Super Hot, but not in VR. Hmm. There okay. is a VR version of Super Hot, which I heard is like way better. Yeah, that's what I. It's like built from the ground up for VR, so I heard it's a good, really fun experience. Broken, we got a not a really podcast correction, but I didn't know where else to put it. So last week in the what we missed section, we called out the fact that Smash.gg is going to have a name change, logo change, everything change. Remember, Microsoft bought Smash.gg, so it's been announced uh, between last week and this. The name is now start.gg, which Ooh, yeah. start. Instead of smash, it's start, which you know, for all the money Microsoft spent on smash.gg, they did not send send a single cent to fix the website. That yet. website is still ass. Yeah, that's navigate. supposed to be coming. They said that on the blog post. It's supposed to be coming website improvements along with other shenanigans they really know. need to look at Ch- challenge and be like oh that's why it's so easy on challenge to set up a tournament we should do that it why really, is it that we i don't know why why is smash.gg windows 11 and challenge is like windows 10 it's like they should be a lot easier to set up and smash.gg yeah. i think has more potential or start start.gg is more potential yeah start.gg <clears throat> this is like the whole pronoun thing i gotta test them it is they then like i i gotta like figure this out start.gg they can't just change up on me it's hard um whatever fix your shit start.gg because i would like to use it for even like hollywood tournaments but challenge is way too comfortable to use it's like convenient it's right there some people don't even have to sign up for them you set up the game and then you just press start and then boom it's done you set up a tournament smash or start dot gg god i'm telling you it's hard you you got to rewire your brain now this shit start dot gg i'm not gonna remember that i'm gonna keep saying smash yeah start dot gg it's it's like you gotta set a date you gotta set a time you gotta set like a game you gotta set like parameters you You gotta set up this that I was like, what the Yeah, hell? whole thing. You got to take it out to dinner. It's a whole process. So I'm not interested. Like half the things that you have to do for start.gg, I was like, you don't even have to worry about any of these things. No, challenge is just like, you got an account? No? All right, bet. Here's your tournament. <laughs> there you, you just, go. You just do it. But yeah, anyway, hopefully Microsoft, uh, I don't know, revamps the website. They need to, They need to look at that. Don't you love how Microsoft owns the website that Sony is going to use to do Evo? I, well, yeah. I wonder how long that's gonna that's gonna last work for. before yeah, they does. do challenge. Not even challenge. Uh, Sony, I'm sure, will come up with it, some sort of proprietary website. website. Yeah, they'll they'll do their own because they don't want to play ball with Microsoft. 
I don't know about that. They're playing ball with Microsoft when it comes to like the whole streaming thing. They've asked Microsoft, hey, how do you do your streaming software? And Microsoft's like, all right, this is tech. So hmm. I think I think what it is is that Microsoft and Sony, because Microsoft doesn't see Sony as a competitor. Microsoft sees Amazon and Facebook as a competitor. So Microsoft doesn't really care about what Sony's doing. So like if Sony asks them, hey, we want help with this, they'll be like, yeah, sure. You're not our competitor. So we don't mind. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Right now, I think Microsoft's not really into the thick of things when it comes to fighting games. But let's say Killer Instinct 2020 comes, back. comes out. Is that going to be a main game at EVO? We'll see how the we'll politics... Because re- right now, Killer Instinct is an old game. Even if it were at EVO, it would be a side tournament. Not a lot of eyes. Not a lot of... You don't see that Xbox banner a lot, right? Even if it was there. But if, let's say, Killer Instinct 2023 or 2024 is out, and then it's a main stage at EVO, it's got, whatever, a thousand players, is that mm-hmm. is that going to be an issue for Sony? We'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, Broken... Before we get to news, I have a little mini challenge here for Hollywood listeners. This is just something, an activity I wanted to do with Hollywood. We'll see whatever comes up with it. I mean, maybe nothing, maybe something. But uh, just a little fun challenge that I wanted for the FGC Hollywood podcast community. And, uh, of course, you can always check out our Discord. It's in the description of every single YouTube version of this podcast. So you can ask me what I mean by this challenge. But this is what I wanted to do. There's going to be two combos in the B-roll, and hopefully by the time I'm done saying the sentence, the, the footage should start right about now. The first combo is going to be a Persona 4 Arena Ultimax combo. It's a Narukami air juggle combo. I'd categorize it as a medium difficulty combo. The second combo is a Tekken 7 Lily bread and butter combo. I would also categorize it as an easy to medium difficulty this is my challenge to the FGC Hollywood listeners. Just as a fun little exercise, if you can do these combos, you get to pick. If you want to do the Lily one, if you want to do the Narukami one, based on whichever game you own, you can either join our Discord, you know, show me the clip of you doing it, at me on Twitter, at Max Spicer, or maybe at you on Twitter, they can show you the clip. I will shout you out on the next episode of FGC Hollywood However, the caveat, and this is more just for me, I'm interested, because these two combos back when I was starting to play fighting games, or not starting, but like starting to understand the concept of timing in combos, uh, took me a little while. So my only caveat is if you are going to do these combos, don't look it up. Just this is based off of timing. Just look at the B-roll that I'm putting out there and see if you can do the combos and tell me how long it took you to actually land them because I'm really interested in seeing how people, how long it takes people to figure out these specific timing-based combos. They're not super difficult, but there is an element to both of them that has to do with timing specifically. And I can tell you for sure that for the Lily combo, it's such a simple combo once you know the trick but if you don't know the trick, I think it took me like three hours to figure out how do I do this? Because I was watching Korean players do Lily combos. And I was like, how is he doing this? No, there's no tech on this. How is he doing this? And I just had to like figure it out on my own. It took me about three hours. With uh, the Narukami combo, I think it took me maybe like 30 minutes. Just because it's a little easier to understand, to see it. But uh, yeah, that's my challenge to you. So if you're listening to this right now, go to the YouTube version of this podcast. You'll be able to see the B-roll. I'll probably play it a couple times for both combos. 
give it a shot. And then at me on Twitter or come to Discord. Be like, hey, Mac, I did this in seven minutes. This is the honor rule. Listen, if, they, if they, they're like, Mac, it took me 15 seconds to do this easy baby cake combo, I'd be like, hey, man, you're godlike. It took you 15 seconds. I'll believe you. If you say it took you eight hours, I'll believe you. I'll be like, hey, man, way to stick at it. I mean, it's uh, it's all about the honor rule here. So listen, if you want to look it up and say you didn't, it is what it is. I mean, I'm not I'm not holding a gun to your head be like, do these combos without looking anything up. I just thought it would be a fun little activity for Hollywood. I will say this though, this does open up the the challenge to for multiple games in the future. So we could oh, do course. like a two two games a uh, a podcast where it's like, hey, now we're gonna do like old school melty or mm-hmm. you know, like third strike combos. Yeah. Both of these combos that I picked are obviously for characters that I play and that they mean something to me because I use them a lot. The combos and the characters. And uh I don't know, I just thought it'd be cool to see other people do them and see how long it takes them to figure it out because i wonder if people will that try this will run into the same sort of issue that i did back when i was trying to figure it out with no real help so um Mm -hmm. yeah that's a little challenge for hollywood and now we can move on to some news round one fgc news we only got one news item for this week, and it's pretty good. You know, it's something that we talked about previously a few months ago. So this is the update to the Street Fighter V community license agreement. So earlier this year, Capcom published the new Street Fighter V community license agreement, and the reception to it was lukewarm, to say the least. Which lukewarm? That's a that's a yeah. that's a take. I was trying to be, you know, conservative I... with uh, the reaction, but yeah, no, it wasn't lukewarm. It was. Uh, nearly hostile. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. However, you know, on May 12th, 2022, which is today, the day we're recording this podcast, Capcom released a statement regarding their previous license agreement as well as its revisions. So it's good news. Here's the statement. It reads as such, quote, recently we published a new Street Fighter V community license agreement for both the Americas and EMEA, which stands for Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. We acknowledge that we could have handled the situation better. Our aim was to make the requirements clear and make approvals for a no-cost license much more expedient. When POs have contacted the Capcom USA and Capcom Europe teams about running community events with Street Fighter V Champion Edition in the past, the approval process has been prohibitively long-winded. This is something we are keen to change so TOs have more time to focus on putting on great events and less time spend spent on seeking approvals. We wait. We want to thank our passionate fans for the feedback we received after the first version went live. We hear you. Honoring the grassroots tradition of the Street Fighter community is incredibly important to us. To this end, we have updated the Street Fighter V community license agreement, taking into account feedback we received from the community while maintaining our original goal to provide a no-cost license. End quote. So a lot to unpack there, but they gave us a list of all the changes that they've made for the community license. And most of it, I think, is pretty much what the community wanted. They told Capcom, is like, hey, this is basically what we need from your parameters. And they changed it almost to a T for what the community requested. So they increased the prize pool limit from 2000 to 10000 per event. Remove the yearly 10,000 prize uh, pool limit, 
Increase sponsorship limit from 5,000 to 6,000 per event. Increase sponsorship limit from 20,000 to 30,000 per year. Change spectator fee restrictions. Change venue restrictions for bars. Removed license grant back for video photo content captured at events. That was a big one. That was weird with like, hey, we own your likeness if you are captured yeah, and we can use it for promotion. It was that was a weird wording of the way they were like using it. The saying is like we can use you for whatever. Like anyway, I'm glad they changed that. Here's some other changes that they made to the license, which include Maturino, which is a big uh platform or I guess partner for the FGC, I guess. A lot of locals, even majors, use Maturino for uh prize pot bonuses. So as far as Maturino contributions are concerned to either locals or majors prize pools, they will be counted towards the prize pool limitations. But if an event were to exceed that limit, the TO would need to contact Capcom's esports representatives for review, and they could get a like one-time grant for, all right, we'll allow this. But there has to be a certain step that they have to take. With regards I'm pretty to sure these guidelines. like Combo Breaker and Evo is going to have to contact Capcom for that. Most likely if they haven't already, if if Maturino is in play there. So that's one thing, especially I think for locals that they'll have to look at. Uh, other things that they talked about where spectator fees can be charged at events if they are proven to offset event costs. And there are more details regarding the license agreement on the official Capcom USA's website. So if you go under their guidelines and the license agreement section, go to Q&A and it's all there. So if you're any sort of aspiring Street Fighter V local TO, uh, make sure to visit that page because it is it is going to save your ass, especially with some of the legal matters. So I think this is all good. Remember SNK for, for a second there were like, hey, you guys need sponsors? Just have like 10 people and we'll put our banner on there. Oh, and yeah. Add price pots and Capcom was like, gimme, gimme, gimme. We're not getting shit. It's nice to see Capcom actually take the feedback and they're like, hey, we're changing this to what you wanted. Good on them. Better late than never. You know, honestly, you know, it's honestly, it's funny. I'll explain it. The reason I feel why they did all this was because they realized that America FGC versus the the other areas in the world FGC is degenerate when it comes to money. Like we put. We put so much money in our prize pools that I remember one time, was it Bum 186 who does the, um, I forget what he does, the Bum House or something like that, mm-hmm. but he's a pretty popular streamer. He he did a tournament for France on his birthday, and people were, all these French like uh, DBZ, DBFZ players came into there, and they're like, "What? how much money are we getting for this tournament? Right. They were like, what? We would never see this in France. So, yeah, like, I feel like Capcom did not understand that America, like, we love to put money into our FGC because we're, we're poverty as hell. So, like, everyone understands we're poverty as hell. So, we like to come contribute. And that, so, I that's think been Capcom a thing forever, did, too. Like, con- community yes, contributed events have been, been going on yeah, for a while. So, so that's why Capcom didn't realize that when it comes to America, we we like to play, like we like to just show our support. So we'll put in, and that they were like, "Wait, hold on," because I remember the big reason why the pool limit was increased was because if you are a big, if you're Bum One Eighty Six, if you're like Spooky, if you're Wednesday Night Fights, 
That yeah. limit was the, exceeded before like three before an hour was brought in. The the two thousand per event was yeah that was definitely a really low ball. Fast. Yeah, so I'm glad that they put it up to ten thousand. And the one thing that is kind of interesting, if you're running weeklies and you have up to ten thousand per event, but you have Oh, never mind. I guess there is no cap on the yearly one. So that's good. Okay, okay. So there's no cap. Yeah, there, there is no yearly limit. There's a cap on the sponsorship, but there's not a cap on the yearly prize pool. So mm -hmm. that's great. That's good. So yeah, no, speaking Capcom did of, good in there. Uh, they, I thought they... Uh, of, very good. Yeah. I wanted to explain something interesting that, uh, that happened. And I'll also explain why I'm a degenerate from drinking straight from the source, but that's later. <laughs> so a lot of people may, gave shit to uh, Ninja... Because Ninja said, hey, FGC slash Smash community, I got something cooking for you guys. Right. Get ready. And then nothing happened. Well, during the stream, live stream, which was, I think it was Ludwig's uh, poker stream, he explained what, what, what was it. And th it actually had something to do with sponsorships. So what happened was during, I think, 2019 EVO, he was going, or 2020 EVO. Yeah. No, it was 2019 EVO, because that was the last time EVO was at, uh, was at Smash was at EVO. He was going to put like 10 grand into the smash pot. And Nintendo said no. Of course. It's Nintendo. Nintendo will. Yeah. Nintendo doesn't like smash. So they, he said they, he was willing to put in a lot of money for the smash in the FGC community. He was like, Hey, I like FGC content. I like smash. Let me put in money so that I could show my support for the community. And Nintendo literally just gatekept him. They're like, no. You're not allowed to contribute. Well, yeah. When's the last time you saw Nintendo do anything that would provide joy to its community? <laughs> When's the last time that's happened? It's always like, Never. no. No no joy here. Now, to explain why I'm a degenerate in drinking, I just fit, filled all my ice cube packs with water. Okay. So they're not ice yet. So I'll, the reason why I'm drinking straight from the source is because I don't have any ice. So you're drinking... Cold soda that I just pulled out of the fridge. Well, how many ounces is that soda? It's a whole big ass bottle of root beer, and that is what thirty-two it's ounces. Two liters. Two, two liters. liters. So or two point one quarts. That's yeah. So you're basically just drinking straight from the bottle, a carbonated drink, like a true degenerate with a pokey feed poster behind you. I mean, you're living up to the name. <laughs> I tell you right now i did not choose this pokey poster <laughs> it chose I you y'all know it chose you it chose me the freaking blame the discord moderators they were like hey you know what'd be funny <laughs> if broken head pokey feet on his poster oh that's great that's great you but know, yeah that's funny that's my all the dad came to oh, my yeah. dad came to go and fix my tv up here so i can have three monitors and oh, he man. saw that he's like oh <laughs> That's a thing. And I explained <laughs> oh, it to him and I was like, You should you should have just left it podcast. at that. He you should have just left it. You shouldn't have explained it. It would have made him so much funnier. And <laughs> being like, listen, I like what I like. Don't judge me. <laughs> he actually asked me this. He was like, Are that her is are those her real feet? Or mm. did she like green scheme those in? And I was like, No, those are her real feet. And he looked at it. He's like, Well, you see he's also I hate to say this. This is something that I hate about my dad. And my, my, my brother and sister hate it, too, because it happens all the time. My mm. friends or family or anybody comes. My dad's into the... Uh, feet? What's that? No, not into feet. <laughs> He's into conspiracy theories. He's, like, in the conspiracy theory hole. Okay. Like, one day out of the blue, he just started a conversation saying, 
you know, we might be into the ma- we might be living in the Matrix. Oh my god! And I was like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> we didn't need this, yeah. but Harry. So like he thought for a solid five minutes when he was looking at that poster, he's like, those have to be green screened or like deep faked feet. Those aren't her real feet. You see, you see, as the contours of her feet looked like a different color than her after skin. I was like, Dad. Yeah, sir. This is a Wendy's. <laughs> You're going way too into this, okay? Like, just yeah. You could have just said that's her feet, and I could have just said yes, and we could have just continued working mm-hmm. on the TV. But no, you had to spend twenty minutes telling me how this is deep faked feet. Right. Well, with that tangent out of the way about Pokemane's feet, uh, good job on Capcom. That's a good move by them, and they should do more of this type of stuff because. It's a good look for the community, you know? They they are the masters of fumbling on their own feet, rather stumbling on their own feet, and then uh, kind of picking up from there. So, you know, if you don't get it right the first time, hopefully you get it right the, sec- the second time, and that's uh, what happened here. So, good on Capcom. That was our news item for this week, and now we can move on to Topic of the Week. Round two, Topic of the Week. Age like wine or milk. Since it's a slow week uh, news-wise, I'd like to take this week's topic to speak to how recency bias plays a part in how the FGC speaks about games. Mm-hmm. Whenever a new iteration to nearly any legacy title releases in the world of fighting games, the rose-colored glasses coated in nostalgia come on, and high praises are sung to the previous title. In the early 2000s, Street Fighter III Third Strike was the main title in the FGC, and many players, Capcom heads and all, spoke about how they did not enjoy the game compared to the Alpha series. In the early 2010s, Street Fighter 4 was the main title in the FGC, and in a similar fashion, people began reminiscing of the days of Third Strike. This had happened nearly every time, but when it came to MK11, people praised the mechanics of MKX. When Tekken 7 released, people praised the freedom in Tekken Tag 2, and strive to exert, exert to plus R, and so on and so forth. So for this exercise, I'd like to take a look at the EVO's 2022 official lineup, and out of every game in the tournament, I'd like to give our predictions on whether or not this game will age like a fine wine or like spoiled milk. So to paint a picture, this year is the year is 2032. The FGC is finally true esports. Project L, or better known as Glory of Runeterra, is the biggest fighting game in the FGC. Bandai Namco just released its delayed fighting game. Tech Attack Tournament 4. Panda Global is the only standing OG sponsor in the scene, but the only sponsor fighting game VTubers. Wow, this is intense. <laughs> you in like my GTA, story? Yeah, I love it. In GTA 6 online players, and lastly, James Chen has still had a wild fan blowing in the background of every episode of Older Gen TV. <laughs> in this scenario, we are to reminisce about these games. How do we feel about, one, Street Fighter Five Champion Edition? That's just the evil lineup, so... Uh, yeah. That was just me having poking fun, so... Uh, James Chen by 2032 will still have that loud ass fang on, on every episode of, of Ultra <laughs> TV. But yeah, so uh, really put yourself in that situation. So it's 2032. You know how the FGC is. It's like, you know, Strive comes out. I was like, yeah, but do you remember Exert? I was like, bitch, you were talking about how Exert is like all YRCs and you got you got to do all this shit. And it's like, man, nobody, they always do that. Every time a new game comes out, they're like, oh, but the old game. I was there when people hated Street Fighter 4. And then yep. Street Fighter 5 comes out and is like, yeah, but you remember 4, though? It's like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Bro, 4 ha- is the 
4 is the greatest game ever. It is like the pinnacle of footsies and neutral and like no other game can compare to how amazing yeah. the neutral and footsies and like real-time tech that is developed from players in Street Fighter 4. And I'm like, y'all were just singing praise to Street Fighter Third Strike when yeah. Street Fighter 4 was out. And exactly. how bad Street Fighter 4 was. That's so, why I hate the FPC. I've, I've talked to people about this. I'm like, every time a new game comes out, people literally forget that it took like how long for the previous game to be a good game. Every time. Every time. So this because this happens every time, we have a list here of this evil lineup. And I'm really interested in what you think here as far as 10 years from now in the future. Do you think that this game will be looked at as a fine wine? So it aged gracefully. People still talk about it. They're like, man, that was an era. That was a great game. And uh, I wish we had more like that. Or... Do you think people will be like, man, I'm glad we're past that because that was a whack-ass time to be around fighting games? Street Fighter V Championship Edition? It's going to age like fine wine. And I can tell you why. Because there were so many iterations mm -hmm. of the game to the point where people are now enjoying the game. Yes. So when Street Fighter VI comes out, people are going to be like, Street Fighter V was a good game. It wasn't bad. People are going to forget about like season one and season two of Street yeah, Fighter Five. They'll, for, they'll forget 2016 on. Street Fighter Five. They'll reminisce about 2022 Street Fighter Five. Yeah, they're going to be like season three, season four, and season five of Street Fighter Five were amazing games. That was the the greatest moments of Street Fighter Five. You know, Street Fighter Five is a good game. You know, don't worry about it. So you're saying Street Fighter Five fine wine because mm -hmm. it's already almost being talked about as a fine wine now and it's only like six years old or whatever so i i can see that i do think it's going to be a fine wine so we can move on from that because listen capcom heads will always do that so they'll they'll say the the old game was better than the new game regardless of what what really transpired so i'll say yeah 2032 people will say street fighter 5 was a fine wine guilty gear strive is interesting to me because Guilty Gear Strive, I think, is in a position where you have Guilty Gear players kind of like it, and they're satisfied with what it is, but I don't think that they appreciate it as the Guilty Gear or that sort of image that they have for Guilty Gear. I think Plus R and Exert are a little closer to that. But it's such a successful game, especially with the casuals, that... I really think that by the time 2032 rolls around and whatever Guilty Gear morphs into by then, I think you'll people will talk about Guilty Gear Strive as perhaps like the best Guilty Gear at that point. They said Guilty Gear is not done with Strive. They said they're going to make more Guilty Gear games. And Daisuke even said that he will give his blessing to any future Guilty Gear without him in it. Mm -hmm. so, and he will recognize those as Guilty Gear games. So I wholeheartedly believe that by the time we're in 2032 there's going to be another guilty gear game and guilty gear strive is going to be looked at as like that was a good guilty gear game yeah dash macros for everybody hey you know what i'm okay <laughs> with dash macros y'all don't like dash macros like if you want to if you want to here's the thing i don't use dash macros that often so i don't really care mm -hmm. but I, do, I will admit it is nice to play dash macros especially against happy chaos where it's like Stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. So instead of pressing forward twice, I just hit, you know, R2 on my controller, run, and then just stop by letting go and then blocking. It's great. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, that's oh, fine. No, you're such a degenerate. Man. 
for using macros that were put into the game to use. Mortal Kombat 11 is special in the fact that it's played by Mortal Kombat players. <laughs> and Mortal Kombat players are known to abandon games right away. Like, the new one comes out, the last one doesn't even exist. Mortal Kombat 11 is one of those games that, in, from what I've seen by the way people talk about it in the MK community, is that it's such a game that is alienating even MK players that some of them have returned to MKX. This is a game that I really think that by the time 12 comes out, 13 comes out, I mean, this is 2032. We're going to get MK16 for sure. So. Mm-hmm. By the time 2032 rolls around, when people talk about MK11, I guarantee you it's going to age like spoiled milk. It's People are not going to talk about this game in a kind light. And the funny thing is that Mortal Kombat 11 was designed to be like Mortal Kombat 2, which is a game that apparently the Mortal Kombat community loved. If the game was designed to be like a game that the community loves, why is it that the community doesn't like this one? I don't, I don't think it was probably executed the way they thought it was supposed to be for the community, but the way I hear people talk about MK11 is not the way I heard them talk about 9 and 10. I think a lot of people love 9, the reboot, mm-hmm. just Mortal Kombat, and then I think X or 10 or whatever you want to call it, I think was another, if not an upgrade, it was like a lateral move. So it went from being good to good, if not good to great. So... MK11, I think, omitted a lot of things from MKX that even MK players were like, damn, do I go back to playing an old game? Because this game is kind of whack. So this, in my opinion, this is going to age like spoiled milk. That's true. So the King of Fighters 15. Wait, wait, wait. Right. You just skip Tekken? Oh, yeah, Tekken you 7. Skip I'm sorry Tekken 7? How dare you? How dare How dare I skip Tekken 7? I'm going to be honest. I don't hear a lot of people talk about like Tekken 5 and Tekken 6 as much. So, like, I fear, like, Tekken 7... Here's the thing. Tekken 7, I'm probably going to hear a lot of people talk about because it's been in the stratosphere for so long. Seven years. Seven years. Almost going on eight years. Yeah. And not only that, but Tekken 7 put in so many iterations to change the game and change the formula that I feel like it will age, like, fine wine. Simply for the simple fact that, like, there was so much that happened in Tekken 7 compared to the other games that I feel like people will still talk about it. If not, like, they might talk badly about it in the beginning, but, like, during the end, they're going to be like, I enjoyed certain aspects of Tekken 7, you know? Yeah. That, I think I think one thing that could be interesting with how this game progresses, which I think there's really only one way. If Tekken 8 is just going to be more of 7, it's not going to be less of it. Because if history has shown us anything, is that fighting games are just getting easier, right? And Tekken Mm -hmm. 7 is a much easier game, at least in my opinion, than 6, than 5, than a lot of these legacy Tekkens. It's honestly closer to Tekken Revolution, which was, you know, an experiment. And... Tekken 7, adding the Rage Arts, the Rage Drives, making movement a little more linear, not as much of a factor. It's making the Korean backdash easier to access, too. Yes. I think Tekken 7, just by virtue of the fact that the industry is going in this direction of making fighting games easier, especially 
what could affect Tekken and that has so many legacy mechanics ingrained in it as a part of its identity. I think if you get Tekken 8 or Tekken 9 by the time 2032 rolls around and they take away these legacy mechanics, I think you'll see Tekken 7 viewed upon as a fine wine and just reminisce. It's like, remember back during the Tekken 7 days? But only because of the fact that I think it's just going to get easier from here. Otherwise, I think Tekken 7, albeit good, a good game, I still don't think, in my opinion, that most hardcore Tekken players who are now much older will take a look at this game and be like, oh yeah, this was the pinnacle. This is better than 6. This is better than 5. This is better than 3. I don't think that that is the case. So while I don't think it's in spoiled milk territory, I I don't think it would have been fine wine unless the industry, by the time 2032 rolls around, is going the trajectory that it's going. But I will say this. If Tekken decides to go back in time and being like, you know what, Tekken 8 is going to be closer to 6, closer to 5, closer to 3 than it is 7, Tekken 7 might be spoiled milk, man. Like, <laughs> it, might, it might be that if it tries to like capture old school Tekken again, but I just don't see that happening. So I'll say fine wine. The next one is King of Fighters 15. This just came out. This game is going to age like fine wine solely for the fact that it's a lot better than 14. And not just that it's a lot better than 14, but because like there's a lot of more support for 15 than 14 had. Like 14, I much better launch too. The lot better launch too. I mean, the netcode needs to not the netcode. The matchmaking needs to get fixed. Mm-hmm. But besides matchmaking, like general support for the game has been bought on. Right. So like, I think that King of Fighters 15. By the time we get to we're playing King of Fighters 18, people are going to be like, yeah, King of Fighters 15 wasn't a bad game. It was a good game. I liked it. Here's, a, here's the real question with King of Fighters, because the, the players never really leave King of Fighters. They play a bunch of games. Do you think 15 will be in that category where 98 and 2002 are, is like where those games are constantly being played by the SNK community, whereas opposed to like, you know, 03 and 99 aren't? I mean, you've got little really small communities, but 98, 2002, you think 15 will be in that we'll category? We'll capture that? Yeah. I don't think it will. But I think it's going to capture the like reminiscence of this was a good game. Like, here's the thing people still play the most Kusoge fighting game ever created called Street Fighter 2. Hyper or Street Fighter 2, like, what is it? ST, which is Super Turbo. Um, Super Turbo. And like, that's Super Kuso, but like, people love it. Yeah. People will still play Third Strike. People still play. But those games are games that are like, it takes so long for Street Fighter to go from one game to the other. King of Fighters, we're at like, what, 15? Yeah. Like, there's a, there's, a new, there's a new King of Fighters almost all the time. So, and each King of Fighters changes a little bit of the iteration of how it works. So I think that King of Fighter players, they stick to the same game because there's so many King of Fighter games that change how the formula of the game works. That like, some people like this iteration versus this iteration. So King of King of Fighters is almost has the same like breadth as MK players or MK games because there's so many MK games mm-hmm. that like people will go from one MK to the other. So it's it's the same thing with King of Fighters. Like there's so many King of Fighters that the players go from one King of Fighters to the other. 
But like they're fringe cases, just like in MK, they're fringe cases where like this game was really good, so we'll stick to this one. Uh, you know, what, I'll agree. I think 15 will go down as a fine wine. I will say I don't think it'll be as revered. Time will tell. I don't think it'll be as revered as uh, 2002 or 98. I don't think people will go back to it as much as they do with those two games. Healthy Blood Type Lumina. Number six on the list. Look, there are people that love this game. I like the game. I enjoy it. It's a fun game. But there are people that downplay this game like all the rest of the people that downplay Strive and that downplay, you know, Street Fighter Five because it's not Street, it's not Street Fighter Four, it's not Exert, it's not actress you know, again. Actress again, yeah. So here's the thing: Kamone's vision is not the same vision as when he was doing Accent Core, but I think that by the time you we mean actress again, the, yeah, actress again. By the time we get to the next iteration of Melty Blood, I'm pretty sure people are going to be like, you know what? Type Lumina was a good game. The sprites are really good. They're HD sprites. They're, um, it, it looks beautiful. Let's come on. It does. The music is not as good as, you know, MBAC or MBAAC, but it's still really good music. Still like, good. I'm going to tell you right now, Type Lumina's music does hit hit the ball yeah okay moonlit so, altar like, exactly have you heard the newest one which is the mario scene no nah, i'll be honest with you i haven't played lumina at all <laughs> i've been playing just oh. tekken persona <laughs> mario's theme is pretty good i will admit i i believe it um yeah a lot of it here's the crazy thing is that all the dlc for season one was free indeed people yeah. forget that that was that was a thing. Like, so you're saying you 2032 your... people are saying, wow, Type Lumina was a fine wine. Like, that's that was a game that, man, I, when I think about it now, I was like, oh, that's a great game. Yeah, I think so. I think Melty Blood Type Lumina, I think its ceiling is still not as high as Actress Again. I think Actress Again is just simply a better game. I don't know what Melty, Bl Melty Blood Type Lumina can do now to really try to overtake actress again if it's possible i don't know but i'll say i think the floor for it is pretty good it's got a good base and i think it has a pretty good ceiling as well but this game will age like spoiled milk if the shield mechanic is not addressed within the next 10 years of iterations oh. it has to be addressed if it remains the same as it is right now may of 2022 this will be spoiled milk. As much as I love playing Type Lumina, I think it's a fun game, even in its current form. I think it's a really fun game. I do see the glaring issue with it, which is playing defense is simply not fun. It's, it is, even when it's not in a, a certain RPS situation, it is such a linear way of playing defense that I have no other options other than either hold this block, feel, take a risk, or get opened up, that's not fun at all. Like, what if I want to use resources for defense that don't have to put me in a risky situation? It doesn't make any sense for it to do so. This will be fine wine if they You'll address that. But it, this will be spoiled milk if it won't. Dragon Ball Fighters, you think this is going to be spoiled milk? Fine wine. Spoiled milk. Spoiled milk. 2032, you think they're saying Dragon Ball Fighters? Man, that game was whack. 
Oh, the reason why is because by the time we get Dragon Ball Fighters two, all the situ all the problems that we had with Dragon Ball Fighters will be fixed. Like rollback will be in the game, crossplay will probably be in the game. Um, let's see here. It, Bandai Namco might finally get their head out their ass and actually talk to the community. So I think Dragon Ball Fighters right now is gonna age like spoiled milk. Okay. I uh yeah, I tend to agree with you. Grand Blue Fantasy versus now this is twenty thirty two. I don't know that you see another one of this. Um look, the fact that the community is still playing this game and still love this game already tells me that it's gonna age like fine wine. Because people have been telling me that Grand Blue Fantasy versus is a cool game and is the game to play even now. Even now, people are telling me Grand Blue Fantasy Versus is a sick-ass game. You should play it. So, if people are telling me that you need to play Grand Blue Fantasy Versus now, and we're not even at, like, Season 3, where the game is going to have, like, gameplay changes, then this game's going to age like fine wine. Alright. Skullgirl Second Encore. The last game on here. This game is... This is interesting... Exactly, because it's already experienced this, and it's sort of aged like a fine wine and the fact that it's just still around and that people are still playing it. But man, I will say this. Hot take on FGC Hollywood. This game, this game is going to age from here on now. I'm talking from 2022 to 2032. If what I think is happening with this game is going to happen, this is going to be spoiled milk because I don't think Future Club can continue developing this game with the FGC. If more shit comes out of that Mike Z case and you hear more stuff about Future Club and they don't get a developer that can replace them, I I just don't see how that's going to work out. I don't know that Skullgirls has a bright future. Plus, in my opinion, I think that community kind of cannibalizes itself. I just don't see... In 2032, people are going to talk about Skullgirls. They might talk about... 2014 Skullgirls, but they're not talking about 2022 Skullgirls. I'm saying hot take. Spoiled milk. Spoiled milk. Uh, you know what? Just for the sake of brevity, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the same thing with you. I'll agree with your hot take, and then we can move on because All right. you know, that's, for the sake of brevity. For the sake of brevity, that's that's fine. Now we can get finally to uh, some Hollywood Mail. Round three, Hollywood Mail. Broken, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine questions. Three shy. I like the first one is targeting me. Yes. What it is. I love that question. This is what I talked about in the beginning. Yeah, I talked about it in the beginning of the podcast. So this is Mario on Patreon opening up the question section of Hollywood. So he says... So last podcast, Broken talked about switching to RAM and Guilty Gear Strive, and that got me thinking, is going high tier in Strive the best way to stay consistent? The reason why I ask is because I myself play Anji, but feel like other players at my local pick quote-unquote easy characters, and it feels like I have to work for the win. I've never had this kind of uphill battle in any other game but Strive, and was wondering if it's worth the switch. So... Here's the thing. I am having a character crisis. Okay? 
I'm probably going to have to play Anji in Combo Breaker because there's not enough time to learn Ram. But my character crisis was I tried Biken for a while. And I like Biken, but she's not consistent. And that was my big problem with Anji is that like I like Anji, but he's not consistent. But the problem with Anji is that not only is he not consistent, he's not anything. He's negative on every move except for one. And it is so easy to turn that one positive move that he has into a negative move. And that's literally by jumping. If you jump, it turns that positive into a negative. So now all of his moves are negative. He's a very read-oriented game in a game that is designed for, like, press your advantage. So it's very hard for Anji players to play the game because when everything's negative, like, you don't have a way to pressure your opponent. Like, the thing is, is that Anji players, Anji is designed to be a mix-up, like, pressure character. But in a game where everyone's plus, except for him. So it's very difficult for him to do his mix-up pressure when he has no way to be plus. He's always negative. Everything he does is negative. So Anji is very difficult to play in a game that is not designed for him. So I think that's the reason why I'm picking Ram is because Ram's consistent. She's high tier. She gets the job done. You think that's that's the only way? I don't think that's the only way because the problem with Anji and a little bit of the low tier characters to be specific is that they're not consistent. They're, they do good damage. Like, I can win a lot of matches in Guilty Gear Strive by playing Anji. He's one of my best characters in the game. But the thing is, is that you want a character that's consistent and that can, like, do the job that you ask it to do. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, in a fight... Like, I don't know how to explain it. Because in other fighting games, when I play a character, I play a character that I know what the goal of the character is and, I, and my character can do it. You know? Yeah. So I it's very hard to explain how Anji is different than other characters. Do you think it's worth the switch though? Do you think it's worth the fact that you have to work harder with Anji in a game that prioritizes what Strive prioritizes, which is forward pressure and just pushing the momentum on your side? Do you think it's worth going with the top tier? Shout outs to Sanford Kelly. And Mm foregoing the character that you might fit better with that makes you work harder just to get a W in a game like Strive? Do you think it's worth the switch? Not really, because, like, Gold Lewis is low tier as hell, but he's consistent, and he does well in tournaments. Mm -hmm. So I think it's not that you need to pick a high tier in order to win the game. I think it's the character that you need to play needs to be consistent. They need to have the job and do the job that they do well. All right. Zio on Patreon. He says, do you know there is going to be an online King of Fighters 15 tournament to celebrate Zio's birthday on Saturday, May 21st with a $20 prize for the winner? People should sign up. Poor Zio. Well, well. Poor Zio. He's been trying to organize this tournament for such a long time. Uh, It's actually on the weekend that I won't be there. He asked me to commentate a while back, but I'm not going to be there. So, I can't enter, uh, but uh, yeah, if you're interested in Zeal's tournament, I believe he has one player right now, and he needs probably like eight. So uh, seven more for KOF 15. It's on a Saturday, the 21st. You get 20 bucks if you win. 
and uh, yeah, you can uh, you can sign up. There's a challenge link. Just join Hollywood, join Coffee and Combos, join Double Taps Discord. Or uh, he advertises on all those Discords. So yeah, uh, join Zio's tournament because uh, man, it's hard. I do sympathize with them. It's hard getting people to play in tournaments. I had to like scratch tooth and nail and to get I'm like thinking about to get, setting up a tournament myself and I can already tell it's going to be a pain in the ass it's to get tough. people to play. It's tough to get people to play. I don't know why, but it is very difficult to get people to play. I really had to go. I I think I advertised the TFH tournament which I got eight players to play. I think I advertised it like for three straight weeks on the podcast and I was like, "Please sign up." I was begging. I was trying to give away money and people were like, "No." I'm not playing ponies. What's odd is this is KOF 15, a fairly popular game, second at Evo right now or Combo Breaker or whatever. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, strange that he can't get players, but probably where he's advertising as opposed to what he's advertising. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, come play uh, KOF 15 with Zio and a bunch of other people, hopefully, on May 21st. All right, so Deco on Discord asks, with Guilty Gear Strive's edition of crossplay in the future, do you think new games and current ones Will follow suit. I think that they better. Well, here's the thing. I think that now that rollback is no longer, uh, we need to fight tooth and nail to get every fighting game to get rollback. It that we we finished that crusade. The crusade is done, right? I think the new crusade that we're on is crossplay, and I think that game developers are listening because now the hot topic issue is we have crossplay, and I think once we get crossplay to be the standard as well as rollback as the standard, we're going to see like another thing. Like I think maybe the issue will be, can we get games to be free to play? But I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a huge like hot topic issue. Yeah. And I feel like that should be a a discussion we have personally, whenever we have a slow news week like this. But I, I think that cross play will be the next like thing that people are following suit in. Because again, when you know, you know that fighting games are like the community is watching when Japanese fighting game developers implement stuff that American fighting game developers have been doing for a while. Like, for example, when it's when it when Japanese fighting game developers said rollbacks the thing, you notice that all of a sudden all fighting games started having rollback. So it's it's always like America will do something and then Japan will follow and then all of a sudden it becomes a standard. So I. Now that Guilty Gear Strive, which is a Japanese-based game, is putting crossplay in it, I think other game developers are going to look at that and be like, okay, we're going to put that into our games too. Yeah. It'll just be another feature that's going to become a standard, especially for fighting games to survive. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it becomes a standard, you won't even have to ask for it. It should just come built in. So I agree. Okay, oh on Discord. And this has to do with the fact that the Street Fighter V composer was talking about how Fei Long is not going to be in another Street Fighter, where he got that information. People took that, uh, yeah. yeah, people took that out of pocket, and now he's getting blacklisted. So what... I read uh, information about that. I think he said that uh, since he's getting blacklisted, that he doesn't want in a... He wants the person... He's looking at who spread the misinformation and he's going to ask that person to apologize to Capcom and then apologize to him because yeah. until he figures out who spread the misinformation, he's being blacklisted. So he probably won't make any more music, which is kind of sad because I think that some of the songs he composed were really good mm-hmm. for Street Fighter Five. So yeah. like 
he made the Zeku theme for instance. So like if you like the Zeku theme, which is really good, then you know. Well, whatever happened there, that's that was the topic for a couple of days during the FGC. They were saying that he said that according to his information, uh, the Lee family does not like the portrayal of Bruce Lee and some of these fighting games and some of these uh, fictional works. And so Fei Long is one example that probably won't we won't see him in another. Street Fighter game, but ever since then, that's been defunct, right? So that's not what he said, or that's not what he meant. And uh, Shannon Lee, who she is the owner of the Bruce Lee Twitter account, she's his daughter. She said that mm-hmm. she's never, never heard of. She 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 said she doesn't know who his friends are on the inside, but they never said such things. So martial law and obviously probably force law, Fei Long. They're probably safe to come back in all the games that they belong to. I oh. think the thing is, is that like it's kind of difficult to set a character based on other characters, like Balrog, aka Boxer, for international players. Yeah. is very difficult because Boxer is designed to be basically Mike Tyson. Yeah, well, he was he was an, an originally called M Bison, right? And then yeah, then... M Bison. So that's why he's called Boxer now because you know. Yeah, they did that whole entire like name swap. Yeah, with Vega Bison and uh, Balrog, all switch names because Balrog was Vega, and then and Bison was obviously Balrog. I mean, it was the whole thing. Now Vega's Claw. Anyway, um, so Fokeo on Discord had two questions. He said, one, who is your favorite Bruce Lee themed character in fighting games, and two. In what game that doesn't have, doesn't feature a character like Bruce Lee, would you like to see him in? That just has to do because of the fact that they were talking about Fei Long and all that. Uh, I'll say Fei Long, probably. I mean, Law is cool. I think he's actually a really good portrayal of Bruce Lee in a game, but mm-hmm. uh, Fei Long is so cool. I just think he's sick. So I'll go with Fei Long as my favorite Bruce Lee character. Um, This is going to sound weird. I like Jam. As a Bruce Lee character. What? Oh my god, you are reaching. She's not Bruce Lee. Not even close. She does Bruce Lee combat. Oh no, she just the same similar fighting style, but that's not Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. You're right. I, I the reason why I said jam is because like she's in Guilty Gear, and that's I like Guilty Gear a lot. So oh like god. I like her iteration. But if you really want to play technical with it, uh, I will I will limit it to Street Fighter and Tekken. And I think that out Vir- of the Virtual two, Fighter like, has one, I think, right? I don't know Virtual Fighters that well. Because I don't really play Virtual Fighter that much. Yeah. So I w- I'm going to limit it to Tekken and Street Fighter. And of those two, I think Tekken does the Bruce Lee character better justice than Street Fighter does. Like, Fei, Ling's, Fei, Fei Long's cool. Yeah. But... Martial Law is definitely, like, Bruce Lee. Like, Forest yeah, Law is Martial also... Law, yeah. I mean... It, yeah. I, I like actually it's funny you say that. I like Forest Law more than Bru- than Martial Law. What a great theme. Tekken 3. We talked about that last week. Yeah. Best theme ever. Yeah. Like I I like I like Marshall. I I like uh I like his son Forest better than, you know. And that's because like I think that Forest They're pretty much the same Bruce. though. Uh which game that doesn't have a Bruce Lee character would I like to, would see, you him? Like to see him? In? Sure, Guilty Gear. I'll put him in Guilty Gear. I guess he no, he doesn't really fit in Guilty Gear. It would have to be a martial arts inspired game. So I don't know. Uh, how about? Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of a game that he would make sense in without like adding all of like the crazy shit that happens in anime games. You can't really put him in one like that. Because I was going to say Mortal Kombat, but even then, no, because Mortal Kombat is now weapon based. They they blood. have they have uh they also have a Bruce Lee type I forgot his name but they yeah they have one. Um, Are you talking about the blind samurai? No, that's Kenshi. That's a different one. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, they have a Bruce Lee. I just I don't really play Mortal Kombat, but no, he's he's also. Oh, you're Bruce talking Lee. about you're talking about uh, what's his name? I forget what his name. He's the main character. Yeah, um, I just don't really yeah. know Mortal Kombat that well. I mean, I know I like Jade is. and Sonya and Johnny Cage, but I just forgot his name. Yeah, he's the main character ever before Johnny Luke Kang. Yeah, Luke Kang. Yeah, right? Luke Kang. Yeah, yeah, Luke Kang. That's it. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. he's Bruce Lee. Uh, okay. How about hmm? If they were to bring back Bloody Roar, I would like to have him in Bloody Roar. Right. That'd be kind of a cool character, you know. Yeah. But they have to bring back Bloody Roar. I should put him in Soul Calibur. <laughs> no, that'd be, that'd be Soul Calibur is a weapon. Well. If he, hey, Hachi was in Soul Calibur. What the hell? Here's the thing. If Bruce Lee becomes in a... Okay, I'll, I'll give you this caveat. Bruce Lee characters can be in anime fighting games as long as they use the iconic nunchucks that Bruce Lee used. Right. Because if they use nunchucks in the gameplay, then it works. Because Bruce Lee was all about nunchucks. Put, put him in the one he doesn't fit in. Like the most, the like, most? like Arcana Heart. Or I don't know, <laughs> like Nitro Blast. You know what? We need a. <laughs> you know what? We need a nunchuck wielding. We need a nunchuck wielding uh, monk in Melty Blood Type Lumina. Let's put in my boy. Let's put a. Let's put in my boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Name him something stupid. Name him like, I don't know. Libra's Field Star. Field Star. The, <laughs> the wandering monk. There we go. All right. Uh, actually, you know what? I have an idea now. Okay. This is actually going to say sound insane. The next uni game should have a Bruce Lee inspired character with nunchucks. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Uh, the next one here is Jam on Discord asks Mac, are you getting DNFD? I'm planning on it. You've missed out on the betas, so how are you going to make a, the decision of whether or not to purchase? Also, do you think fighting game players overlap with Monster Hunter players? I ask because Sunbreak releases a mere two days after DNFD. I'll answer that uh, last part. I don't think so, unless it was a Capcom fighting game, because Capcom no, players seem to like that. Monster Hunter, right? Not really. It's one of those games. So, <sighs> fighting game players like everything, but not every genre of characters like the other thing. So, like, I've always found this interesting that, like, whenever you talk about f- to fighting game players, they'll say, I'm not just a fighting game player. I also play other things, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I've talked to a lot of several fighting game players, both VTubers, non-VTubers, tournament players, all VTubers. casuals, all of, <laughs> all, of the, all of the freaking, like, the whole cast. Okay? The whole D-Gen army. And all of them will, yeah, the degenerates and the non-degenerates. Did those exist? That's yeah, I know. They don't <laughs> exist, actually. I saw a Twitter post on uh, on Twitter that's from Hook Gang God of all characters that said, man, I hate following FGC players because every time I go on Twitter, all I see is titties. Hey, and then another wrong. post 
And then I saw another post that said you you knew what you signed up for when you started following FTC Twitter. Okay, you I saw that. That was Ham Jam. Uh, I saw that. Shout out to Ham Jam. <laughs> Anyways, as I was saying, so um, fighting game players like other genres of games, but I don't see other genre of players liking fighting games. Like it's very rare. Like sometimes when I play F- when I play Final Fantasy fourteen, I'll be like, "Damn, dude, I love X." game and then they'll be like i'll find one person out of the whole entire like group of people in the game that'll be like oh shit you're a you're an x player and i'm like yeah i like this game they're like dude i love this game too but like you you won't see that often you won't see you know a lot of people say oh i like this the way i read it though i think he means maybe he'll correct me once you know we we get this podcast out but the way i read it he means like, do you think people will delay them playing DNFD because of the fact that Monster Hunter is going to come out? So they'll play Monster Hunter and then they'll go back to DNFD once they're done with Monster Hunter. As opposed to Monster no, Hunter players cool. not getting DNFD. So here's the thing. The hardcore players are going to go straight into DNFD because they want to get straight into like the, the root of the game because they know they're going to be playing that game for tournaments. Mm-hmm. So the hardcore players, no, they're going to go straight into it. They're not going to pick up Monster Hunter Sunbreak until later. The casuals will play Sunbreak, and then after a while, they're going to go into DNFD. So you're going to see a like a you're going to see a weird divide in player base, but it's not they don't intersect. If you know what I mean, it's not going to cause like a huge schism. That's fair. Um, just to answer your question, Jam, so am I getting DNFD? Yes. And how am I going to make a decision on whether or not I purchased the game? So I've spoken about this before, but luckily Steam has a two hour window where you can, you know, return a game, basically. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do that a lot with games that are longer than what I am willing to invest in. So fighting games normally don't take me the whole two hours to experience and before I know if I want to play them or not. So uh, I'll do that with DNFD. So I'll buy it full price, play it, see if it's worth the dollar mark, and then make a decision from there because uh, I think I'll get a good idea of what it what it's about once the game comes out. But normally, you know, with games like that that I'm not super interested in, um, I'll wait and then get them on sale. But I do think it's going to be an interesting game. I would like to experience it. And worst case scenario, I'll just refund it and get it at a dollar mark that I find is uh, fair for for what I'm willing to spend. Like KOF 15, for example, I don't own because I don't I don't find that it's worth sixty dollars of my money. But if it ever comes down to an appropriate price where I feel like okay, I'll invest in this, I'll do the same. Right now, I'm really happy playing Tekken, playing Persona, and playing my indies, man. I love my indies. There it is. All right. So the next question is, one thing I miss about old King of Fighters is how the series would radically change its structure. 97 and 98 had grooves. The Nest Saga had strikers. And 2003 and 11 had tags. Nowadays, it's not as drastic. Would you like if if the next Guilty Gear or Street Fighter did something like this? Or would such a departure be too much of a portrayal? Fun fact, every iteration of these things do a huge departure and sometimes people see it as a betrayal like for example with guilty gear strive they 
they changed how air dashing works. They changed how my gatlings. Uh, what is it? The gatlings are turned into links, and combos turned into juggles. And people didn't like that. Some people did. Some people are fine with the juggle system instead of combo system. Some people are like, I like my combos more than juggles. Yeah. So Street Fighter did the same thing. We went from, what is it, a uh, revenge meter and a super meter to super meter and V-trigger. And V-trigger is way different than than the revenge meter. I mean, uh, people think that it's a betrayal, but I think that like fighting games should always change it up. It shouldn't just be the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, to an extent. I mean, I do think you want to keep some the identity of the fighter the way it is, but experiment with it. Um, but no, I don't think I'm ever betrayed by a fighting game making a decision to spice some things up. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't, but, you know. It is what it is. You can always play the old game. That's the, that's the great part, is that you can always you play... You can always play the old game. That is true. Good question, though, Lumen. Mm-hmm. Okay, we got uh, three more here. At Ablaws on Twitter asks, what is your goal playing fighting games nowadays? Win a major, style on your friends, or just have fun? What do you, uh, you can go first. I'll, I'll go after you. I, I love fun. I'm just a fun type of guy. I just want to enjoy my friends. My uh, my time with either people that I enjoy playing with or strangers. Uh, I just like playing fighting games. I find them very enjoyable. I I'm not a competitive player. I don't really care to win a major or a local. And style on my friends. I mean, eh, sometimes that's fun, but no, nah, not really. I mean, I no, nah, I just like to play them. They're fun. For me, I kind of like to style on my friends, but for the real thing is, I kind of want to improve. I don't like being stuck in a rut. I like to improve. Now, to be fair, it's funny because I haven't played a fighting game that much in a while. Like a true fighting game player. <laughs> like a true fighting game player. I've, I've been having moments where I don't play fighting games. But I like to improve because I like to see my progress go from, wow, I used to suck ass to now, hey, look, I'm becoming a better player. Oh, hey, look, I've gotten this and that. Which is why I've gotten frustrated with my progress and strive. Because like there are moments where like I'm really good at the game. I take a long break and then I forget like how good I was and I forget tech, and then I, it takes me a while to go back. And then, But I remember how good I was, but I'm not there at where I was before, and now it's like a, a climb back to that, yeah. and then to get to, like, better. So that's why I'm very, like, frustrated with myself right now, and it's also why I'm having a character crisis. But again, like, I like to have fun. That's my number one thing. But my number two thing is I want to get better at the game. Like, I don't see myself winning a major, but I want to, I see myself improving at my tournaments, you know, at tournaments. Like, I don't want to be an O2 Andy. Which is nothing wrong with that, but. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with being an O2 Andy. An O2 Andy is nothing to, to scoff at, but like, I'd like to see myself get out of pools. Think about it this way. You go on two, all you're doing is reserving seats for the final. <laughs> <laughs> you're just yeah, like you are. Let, let me find some good seats um but uh, i want to i want to at least get out of pools that's yeah. one of my goals but then like once you get out of pools then your next goal is i want to get to like top 32 64 then it's top 32 then it's top eight yeah. you know yeah so 
I just I want to improve, but I also want to have fun. My top priority is having fun, but my second priority, which is really high on the list, is I want to improve. Well, this next question by Forever Forever Alonzo ninety three on Twitter is for you. <laughs> what have uh, you guys done to get better at fighting games? I feel like I understand a little more than just the basics and can do combos, etc. But I feel stuck in the games I play and never really feel like I'm progressing or getting better. I seek out players sometimes. So like every now and then I'll go on Twitter or I'll go on Discord and I'll say, hey, I want to play or I'll go on Twitch chat and I'll be like, hey, I want to fight you and I'll fight a strong player and then I'll get a few sets in with a strong player and then I'll be like, okay, how did you think? Like, I, I So like with, with someone like, you know, Kizzy K, I'll be like, thank you for your time because they're too busy. But if it's someone smaller that's really good, I'll be like, hey, what did you think of my playing style? Or, you know, I'll ask some general questions, you know. But if it's someone like Kizzy or Lost Soul, I'll just say, thank you for your time. Because they have too many people that are asking them questions. So, like, they need to go through players. But, like, a smaller person that's still better than me, I'll usually ask them questions like, hey, what do you think I did wrong? What do you think I did right? A lot of people say I, I'm really good at neutral and footsies, but I suck at like consistency and combos. But that's a that's a strong thing to have. Is like you know, the first thing you need is neutral and footsies. And if you don't have that, it doesn't matter if you're good at combos because you're still going to get wiped the floor off. Hmm. Um, what do I do to improve? I guess so. I'm not a very good short set player. Um, I kind of get blown out by people that have really aggressive play styles. And if it's two out of three, you probably will have my number. But if we play first attempts or we play long sets, I'm, I think I, I do better over time is where I can analyze the way you play. I can pick up on habits. And I break down sections of gameplay. I'll break down as like, oh, he likes to do this when I put him in this situation. And I'll just remind that, my, myself doing that. And then I'll just... Put yourself, I'll put myself and the opponent in certain situations and see how many times they repeat themselves. And that's when I'll start countering. And I don't want to overplay my hand. Um, but yeah, that's what I'll do. I'll just uh, almost like take really small sections of the round itself and then try to focus on that and then move, move on in, into the match. Um, you know what? I did technically skip a question here. Uh, we had. Uh, Daryl, aka Glenn, he he asked in the Discord. He said, "Did DOA deserve better?" I you, think so. Do you think DOA six deserve better? I think that our live six deserve better. I think that why why did it, it deserve better? Because I think Dead or Alive five wasn't a bad game. I think no, overall, no. I think we're talking about six five. here. Tell me why you believe Dead or Alive six deserve better. From the community, that is. Like, did it deserve better from the community? I think it was because it was lambasted, because it wasn't 5. I think that people expected it to be a better version of 5, which it tried to be. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was an easier version of 5, but the problem was is that it, it had too much drama, and then it had the microtransaction BS that literally they didn't they didn't try to explain that hey we're a good fighting game overall they just 
I think honestly, people didn't play the game enough to realize that it was a decent game. I think people were too focused on the monotony of the issues of like the DLC, the whose fault is that? What is it? The drama. The fault of it is indeed the developers because the developers could technically say, "Hey, really?" This I is think it's the publisher. Has. I mean, listen, I think Team Ninja is probably a pretty good developer. I, I mean, they've proven to be actually a pretty good developer. Koei Tecmo is incompetent. They are incompetent. And when you say that they deserve better, no, because Pringle's favorite saying, they shot themselves in the foot. That is what DOA 6 did. They shot themselves in the foot and they used a fucking 12 gauge shotgun to do it. So they have nothing remaining. So listen, I thought DOA 6 was fun. I think, does it deserve better? For the developers, from like a gameplay standpoint, of course. I think it's a pretty good game. Could it have done things better? Yes. But when you see how the publisher treats its audience with the way it it goes it goes about providing additional content, which really shouldn't be additional. A lot of that stuff should be already built in, but whatever. You're telling me that the community should treat it better? Should the, does that game deserve better because the the publisher is incompetent. No, you're Capcom went through wrong. it, and they didn't deserve better at that time either. Because why would I support anything when obviously it's kind of like supporting Nintendo? It's like no, why would I do that? They clearly don't care about me. So why would I try to reciprocate and be like, oh yes, here, please take my money, please develop another one, please continue doing what you're doing? No, that's they did not I deserve that. I think that what really needs to happen is that they just need to have better people that organize the game. Like, I feel like you're right. Koei Tecmo is pretty bad, but Team Ninja is really good. Like, Team Ninja made Neo and Neo 2, and I, I get that Neo 2 is not as good as Neo, but both games are really good, and they received really well high standards and high remarks. Like, you could tell that Team Ninja really put their heart and soul in making Neo good. And also, I get it. Strangers of Paradise is a weird, whack-ass game, but it's still a decent game. It doesn't fix the problem that Neo and Neo 2 had, which is that there's too much loot in the game, and so it just becomes one of those games where it's like you spend three hours disassembling your loot and going through loot. But still, all three games were really good games and they were received well by the public so I, I don't think team ninja is the problem i think koei tecmo just needs to have a better team that organizes or just not, like, not be as gritty and prioritize the gameplay as opposed to the marketing and actually listen to the community with what they want koei sucks koei is awful koei is where capcom was for the longest before they started turning the ship around and they they are not prioritizing the DOA fan at the core, they're prioritizing the dollars in the sense. And until they stop doing that, I don't see a change and I don't see why DOA 7 would deserve anything until they show us like, what do you have to offer me before I give you any sort of attention? Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's how I feel about it. You're right. All right. So the next question we have on the list Last is one. from Vision Gap. Yep. Vision Gap on Twitter asks, since the BlazBlue mobile game failed, do you think Arxis will return to making BlazBlue fighting games, or do you think it is over for the franchise of fighting games? Maury said, Maury and Arxis said that BlazBlue is coming back, so no. 
I don't think it's done. They literally said we're gonna expect some more Blaze Blue stuff. They didn't kill the franchise. So Give me a timeline. When do you think? I think um within two years, or you think more? Three season three or season four of uh Guilty Gear Strive, when Guilty Gear Strive is slowing down, they're gonna announce Blaze Blue. Because what what it is is that I think that Right now, that Guilty Gear is back into the public mainframe. I think what they're going to do is they're going to do the same thing Nether Realms used to do, which was one MK, then one Injustice, and one MK, then one Injustice. I think what Arc System is going to do, even though Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue players aren't the same character, aren't the same players, what they're going to do is they're going to do a Guilty Gear game, then a Blaze Blue game, then a Guilty Gear game, then a Blaze Blue game. What about Persona? No, I'm <laughs> Persona. You will. You gotta ask Atlas that, yeah. and I promise you right now that Arxis will one hundred percent just drop whatever they're doing and make a, a next a new Persona game. They're too busy with Dragon Ball and then Grand Blue and then they have like, Oh my God, Arxis is like a small company. How the hell do they keep know. up with like all the games they have? I don't know. But what I do know is that it's Dirk feature of the week. Every single week. Some person or entity gets this collar of Dirk Dirk. He was a good boy. And uh, this week, Combo Breaker is getting Dirk's collar for Dirk Feature of the Week because they uh, broke their all-time attendance record for Combo Breaker 2022. Over 5,000 with over 1,000 players playing Strive. Over 600 players playing uh, KOF 15. Very good. I pray. Look, I pray. To all the TOs that have to TO Guilty Gear. Oh, yeah. That a is lot of volunteers, I guarantee it. I've already talked to a few of them, and they're like, this is a nightmare. Mm. Have you looked at a... the weather, by the way? Last time I went to Combo Breaker, St. Charles was hot, like really hot. It's in Chicago, so it's going to be windy. Mm. So I'm just going to wear my red jacket, my my Uyu red jacket that everyone will find me in. Are you going to buy any merch? They got all those stands there all the time. They're really expensive, though. Yeah, I'm going to buy some merch. I always buy merch. I'll buy some merch. I bought a Wagner poster. I'll probably find a new jacket that will replace the Uyu jacket that'll be the next jacket that everyone reminds me of. Sweet. Well, make sure to uh, visit all the players you always talk to online and all those those guys. Of course. I have several people that are already excited to see me. And also, I saw... What was it in the chat that uh, Alex Nostalgic said that he saw me twice at Evo? So yeah, I go mean, figure. Gonna be a combo- if he's gonna see me a combo breaker, I'll say hi. Hey, sweet shout uh, out, I, to Alex. I will say hi to anyone and everyone who sees me at a tournament. Okay, I'm not that person that's like I don't like to. I'm super social. I'll go to everybody and anybody and talk to them. You know what's so uh... if you, you want to see me. <laughs> what's really funny is I played Tekken one year at combo breaker and. I I put out a few videos of me playing Lily, like giving out tech and stuff. And at Combo Breaker, I play, I played Lily the first match, and that was the year that the input delay was so bad on PS4, and I was so accustomed to playing on PC. And I was like, man, I can't play Lily like this. So I switched to Paul, and then my second match, I played Paul against this guy. And at the end of the match, he's like, damn, I, I looked up your name on YouTube, and I saw Lily, so I was practicing against Lily. I didn't expect you to play Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. So that was that was funny. You know what? That might be the tech 
for combo breaker is I might accidentally just pull out Potemkin just for shits and giggles. Yeah. Like if I, you know what? If I go losers, if I go into losers bracket, I'll just play Potemkin. All right. Yeah. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say screw it. Like if I'm already a losers bracket, I might as well just like go out with a bang. Yeah. Best chance to win. Why not? I'm excited for you. I think, I mean, Combo Breaker is always such a good tournament, but this one will be great because it's the first one since the pandemic. Um, yep. I, w- I would have gone, but I don't know. I just didn't, didn't feel like doing it this year. But next year, I'll, I'll be there for sure. And last but not least, uh, what did we miss slash what's on the horizon? So Brawlhalla is getting more Street Fighter V characters in their Street Fighter, Street Fighter Cross Brawlhalla collaboration. So that's a thing. Uh, Multiverses is headed to EVO 2022 with a 2v2 tournament hosted by WB Games, awarding the top 32 teams with a 100k total prize pool. Uh, Registration for Closed Alpha starts 5-30-2022, so the end of this month. I'll be at that, uh, I'll be at the, I'll be playing the Closed Alpha. Cool. You know, uh, one thing I noticed from some of the gameplay, uh, you know how they gave Shaggy his whatever, the Ultra Instinct thing where he goes Super Saiyan. But it seems like the aura changes based on what team you're on. So he was like on a blue team and the aura was blue. Um, It's okay. You don't have to say that. I signed an NDA. Since I signed an NDA, I can't explain it. All I'll say, I'm playing Shaggy. I'm playing UI Shaggy and I'm playing Bugs Bunny or whoever. Uh, I'm excited for the game. I'll say that they're I'll say that they're good characters. Sweet. Um, I won't explain anything about it because again, the NDA. But I will. I will say that all of them are fun characters. Sick. Yeah. I mean, I so I watched a little bit of that gameplay. Um, Spank, I hate that I said it. It's it's all good. Listen, uh, Spankakes in our Discord. He's a Valhalla player. And he also played a little bit of Rivals. And he said, you know, he watched a little bit of the gameplay. He said he didn't, he didn't think it looked fun from the from just spectating. But he did sign up for, or he will sign up for the closed alpha. I don't have developed eyes for these type of platform fighters. So I don't know what looks fun, what doesn't look fun. From what I saw, I was like, I just think it's kind of it's kind of kooky to just, you know, run around with Shaggy and, you know, doing, throwing burgers at people. I, I, just, I just thought it was fun. So, um I'm looking at least, so I'm, I mean, yeah, I'll try it once it comes out. Probably not the closed alpha, but on release, it's free. Why not? I'll I'll play it. And then last but not least, on the horizon, uh, so I got a main channel update coming soon. So not uh, not the podcast channel, but the main Max Spicer channel. I'm going to work on something for that, uh, just to kind of give people an update of what's going on with that channel, content, future, all that stuff. So that's pretty much it for FGC Hollywood episode 53 and uh, yeah it was a bit of a longer one but I'm glad next week if we do record should be a news packed one with Guilty Gear and all that stuff uh, if we don't record we'll record the week after that because uh, we'll see how my schedule works Which out. Which is also going to be a huge one because next week is going to be the combo breaker yep. information week. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually excited for you to return from your trip and talk all about Combo Breaker. That'll be fun. Uh-huh. You, you'll hear me say that I talked to way too many people, and then I'm probably going to have another episode of I forgot to g- ask for a, like 12 cosplayers' phone numbers, oh, even man. though we're hitting it off super well. So Pain. get ready for that. Pain. 
Uh, but yeah, I'll, I mean, for sure, I'll probably write up something kind of like an interview style. How, how was your comic breaker and all that? Hopefully you have fun and all that. Uh, should be good. But yeah, Broken, that's pretty much it for this show. I don't know if you have any closing words for our listeners before we sign off, but this uh, is it. My closing words are like, if you guys ever want to talk to me, don't be afraid to at me on Discord. Don't be afraid to at me on Twitter. I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy answering questions and all that. So I'm very social. I like to, I like to respond. So if you guys feel like you want to ask me a question directly, just never be afraid to ask. You don't have to wait until a podcast to ask a question. Although I do appreciate Mario asking me that question. That was a really good question. I appreciated it. Yeah, that's uh no, that's very nice of you. Um, I'm the opposite. Don't ask me for shit. Don't at me ever. Don't <laughs> don't look me in the eye. Don't even say my name in vain. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, that's why you're the straight man and I'm the degenerate, <laughs> huh? Is that how it is? Pretty much. Um, listen, you got to put these degens in check, and uh, you can't you can't give them too many opportunities to to uh, wreak havoc. Anyway. Yeah, no, it's cool. I mean, I, I try to make myself available in Discord. Uh, sometimes I can't because it's just, you know, busy life happens. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, FGC Hollywood is an open door. You can always show up. Obviously, I, I say this every week. The link is in the description of the videos. It's in the pinned comments of the videos of this podcast. Uh, so yeah, if you're listening to this, hop on to FGC Hollywood and uh, come say hi. We're pretty welcoming, I think. I mean, I like our Discord. We're... We got some DGens, we got some some non-DGens. Some people talk about sports. Most people talk about JRPGs. Every now and again, Pringle and I will go start talking about Maple Story, and that's always fun. Um, but yeah, most mostly you degenerates just talk about Final Fantasy. And then Pringle is like, hey man, I got this game. Can I sell it to you in game sale? That was <laughs> some shit. And then we got our MMA hour, which you know, Cardi's in there from Coffee and Combos, and we'll talk about MMA. And, uh, yeah, we got a bunch of different people in there talking about all sorts of stuff. But uh, speaking of talking, apparently I do that too much. So right now we will sign off episode 53 of FGC Hollywood. Appreciate everybody for listening. And if we don't catch you next week, we'll catch you the week after next. Hopefully you enjoy your comic break weekend. And uh, until next time, you know what to do. Keep it classy. We'll see you all later. Peace. Peace.